being a part of our services. If you're glad you're saved, say amen. 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 The book of Acts. The book of Acts chapter number 8 is where we're going to be at this morning. The book of Acts chapter number 8. We're going to look at verse 26 down to verse number 38, 39 of this chapter. And ask the Lord to help us with a thought. We've got our baptism tonight. We're excited about that. We've got several young people that's accepted Christ and they're going to be baptized in our evening service. We've got a young family that's joined our church by baptism. They'll be baptized tonight. And I know Awanas is starting up. And man, there is a lot going on around this place. But I believe that they're going to bring all of the Awana kids over so that they can uh, see the baptism tonight and then take them back for their lesson time. So uh, we're excited about that. Don't miss, don't miss tonight's service. I believe it will be a real blessing for each one that's here. Let's stand together, Acts chapter number 8, verse number 26. In reverence of reading of the scriptures, we'll ask the Lord to help us today in the text. It says, And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south, unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. And he arose and went. Behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all of her treasure and had come to Jerusalem for to worship. He was returning and sitting in his chariot and read Isaiah the prophet. Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. Philip ran thither to him, heard him read the prophet Isaiah, and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? And he said, How can I, except some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. The place of the scripture which he read was this, He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb dumb before his shears, so opened he not his mouth. His humiliation, his judgment was taken away. And who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speakest the prophet this? Of himself or of some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And as they went on their way, they came into a certain water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? I want to draw your attention to verse 37. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but I'd be willing to say that there could be someone in our service that verse number 37 has been omitted out of your Bible. I want you to see if verse 37 is there. Some Bibles take it out. And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. If verse 37 is in your Bible, say amen. amen. That's a blessing. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. And they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And they were come up out of the water. The Spirit of the Lord called away Philip that the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your love and for your mercy. Thank you, Lord, for letting us be here this morning. Thank you for every song that's been sung, for each one that is here. For those who are at another church preaching this morning, I pray that you would bless them and bless their families. 
We love you. We thank you for loving us. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. The title of the message this morning is this. The place of the scripture he read. The place of the scripture he read. I want to draw your attention to just a couple of thoughts this morning because I'm always concerned about one or two different things in a church service. I'm always concerned when we have a baptism. I'm always concerned when we have the Lord's Supper or communion. And I'm always concerned when families want to join the church. The reason for that is, is I never want anyone to not understand what they're doing and why they are doing it. The reason for that, and my mother's here today, she's been sick. I'm glad she's back in the service today. The reason for that is, is because the story of my family personally. As a young man, my papa would go to church. And I'm sure he took my mama to church with him. But my grandfather did not accept Jesus Christ as his savior until he was 92 years old in a hospital bed at Mission Hospital. When I tried to witness to my grandfather after I accepted the Lord, my papa told me this. He said, son, don't ever talk to me again about Jesus, ever. Don't ever do that again. He said, I have been a member of the Methodist church my whole life. I am a member of the Methodist men's club. I watched Billy Graham on TV and he said, don't you ever talk to me about Jesus ever again. Well, my grandfather did not accept Christ until, like I said, he was 92 years old. Now, my mother is sitting here. She was the same way. After I had accepted Christ, I began to talk to my mom about whether she was saved or not. Oh, boy, my mom got aggravated at me one day. And she told me, she said, son, I read my Bible and I pray. And, and when I was in Sunday school, they talked to us about the Lord. And they brought my Sunday school class out in front of the whole church. And we all got sprinkled that day. And she said, son, I know I'm going to heaven. Well, several years later. In this altar, my mom got saved right here. Amen? She just did not know what it meant to become a Christian. As a young boy, my mom took me and my brothers to church, I don't know how many times, just a handful that all I can remember. And I was sitting in a Sunday school class one Sunday. My mom made us go to Sunday school, and I hated every second of it. And I was sitting in Sunday school one Sunday and I heard this girl say, I want to let the class know I'm getting baptized next Sunday. Well, you know what I did? I went to my mom and I said, Mom, I want to get baptized next Sunday. My mama was like, oh, son, thank the Lord my boy wants to get baptized. Did you know they baptized me in that church? And I had never one time been under conviction I'd never one time asked the Lord to be my Savior. I'd never one time, never, but I got baptized. That's my biggest fear. One of my biggest fears is people get baptized and they'll go in a sinner and they'll come out a sinner. One of my biggest fears is people have communion and they'll eat that bread and drink that cup and they'll say, I'm good, I'm going to heaven. 
One of my biggest fears is someone to walk the aisle and join a church and say, I'm good, I'm a member of a church. But I want to remind all of us, water, bread, juice, or a member of a church is not what it takes to get to heaven. The Bible says you must be born again. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but by me. Amen? I pray this morning that everyone in this service understands that simple truth. I want to notice, and I want to point out to you, look in your Bible at verse number 26. The message that the Lord dealt with me about is we see the instructions. We see the instructions. Notice what it says. It says, And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south. We see the instructions. That word angel there in that text just means a messenger. A messenger. That word messenger means to lead and to bring the word of good tidings. And we notice that this message that Philip received was an outward message. He heard the message. The message was spoke unto him. And the message was very clear. The message was this. Get up, Philip. We want you to go. And I want you to go to a place between Jerusalem and Gaza. If you study the distance between Jerusalem and Gaza, it was around 60 miles. So here is this man by the name of Philip. The angel of the Lord. That angel means the messenger of the Lord. Spoke to Philip and Philip gets up. And he goes and he is standing there and he is waiting. No doubt about it, he is standing somewhere in this 60 mile stretch of road. And the Bible teaches us that not only did he get the instructions, but he was obedient. Because in verse 27 and 28, it says he arose and he went. And behold, there was a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch, had great authority. He was under a queen by the name of Candace of Ethiopia. And he was in charge of her treasure. And the Bible teaches us in verse 27, look at it. Because he had been in Jerusalem and he was there to worship. He was there to worship this man in this chariot. And when he was returning, he was sitting in the chariot. And he was reading the book of Isaiah, the prophet. So here is this man by the name of Philip. I want to paint the picture for us. The messenger of God outwardly says, Philip, go. He got the instructions and he was obedient to the instructions and Philip went. And behold, he's standing there. In other words, he's looking. No doubt there's probably all kinds of chariots coming back and forth on this dusty road of Jerusalem to Gaza. No doubt people's coming from Gaza up to Jerusalem. They're leaving Jerusalem, going down to Gaza. All this man knows is, is I've been given a message that I need to be here on this road. And while he's there, the Bible teaches us there is a man from Ethiopia who comes riding by in a chariot. And this man has great authority. And this man is under a queen. And this man has a great trust because he's over all of the treasury of the king. And it said that he had come to Jerusalem. Don't miss this. Please listen. And he come there to worship. He come there to worship. If you study that he had come there to worship, it means to do reverence to God. To do reverence to God. I find it interesting that here is this man 
who was there in Jerusalem, and he come there to worship. And then we notice that when he was in his chariot, not only had he been in Jerusalem worshiping, but the Bible teaches us that he was also reading in the Old Testament scriptures. So here is a man that has worshiped, and here is a man that was reading the scriptures. He's returning. He's coming back and he's reading the scriptures. But I want you to notice in verse number 29. Then the spirit said unto Philip, go near and join thyself to this chariot. I want to point this out to you. First in verse number 26, there was a outward message that he heard. And then now we read that there is a inward message that he realizes that the Spirit of God is leading him to this place. When you begin to study that Spirit in verse number 29, it means the Holy Spirit of God that dwells in the life of every believer. If you study that, it means the breath and the breeze of God. It means that you hear it not only in your mind, but you hear it in your heart and you hear it in your soul. I want to ask this congregation this morning, have there ever been a time in your life that the messenger, whoever the messenger might be, has preached a message or you've heard the message on your radio and that message has come outwardly and you've heard a message that you feel that God sent just for you. If that's ever happened to you before, say amen. amen. Then I want to ask you this. You ever been given that inward message? Has the Spirit of God that lives in you as a believer, has He ever dealt with your heart? Has he ever whispered into your mind, go here and do this? Say this to this person. Go here and be obedient to what I'm teaching you and instructing you to do. I always worry that people says, oh yeah, I hear the outward message. But if you're a child of God, there has to be a time in your life where you've also heard an inward message. An inward pull from the Lord. See, I never will forget, even before I was a Christian, please hear this. I was 19 years old and I was sitting on the second row of a church. And for the first time in my life, I heard the outward message that the preacher was preaching. But I never will forget, Ryan, there was also an inward message. As I sit there in that service, there was a pull. There was an inward message. And I began to think to myself, I'm lost. And I need Jesus to be my Savior. And I even said this. I said, Lord, I prayed this prayer. Lord, if they'll sing one more song, I'll go forward and I'll ask you to be my Savior and to be my Lord. I I prayed that inwardly. But then I heard the outward message again. And the preacher looked me right in the eyes and he said this. We're going to sing one more song because someone here needs Jesus. Wow. Wow. Brother Dean, there was an outward message that entered into my ears. But there was an inward message that the Spirit of God began to deal with me about. And we see here an outward message that is given to this man by the name of Philip. But then we see an inward message where the Spirit of God has given him specific instructions. And he's telling him, go join yourself to that chariot, Philip. Now look with me in verse number 30. And Philip ran thither to him. And he heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, Understand what thou read? Look at me, church. I wonder what would happen. 
Some of you here this morning are hearing the outward message. Some of you are so distracted, you're not hearing the outward message. But I wonder what would happen if you and I, as believers in Christ, if we begin to respond to not only the outward message, but we begin to respond to the inward message. I wonder what would happen, Brother Joe, if you're standing over there in the workplace and the inward message says, Joe, see these people over here? Miss Susan, see this family over here? Wonder what would happen if we would respond to not only the outward message, George, but I wonder what would happen if you and I would respond to the Spirit of God, that inward message that is telling us where to go and what to do. There's a man here, I won't call his name, who got an award yesterday at the fair. Such a blessing. Well, my daughter went to the fair to see this gentleman receive a reward. And when she got home last night, she said, you know what, Dad, I didn't realize it, but I know somebody that's famous. She said, everybody there at the fair was speaking to him and shaking his hand. And she said, it was such a blessing for me to be there. But then she shared this with me. She said, we went walking through the fair and we went into one of the buildings. And she said, you know, there are always that group at the fair that's standing there and they're sharing the gospel message. And she said, I come walking by this booth and this man made a beeline towards me and said, hey, young lady, can I talk to you just for a second? And my daughter said, dad, I looked and sitting at a table behind this man that was talking to me was two little old ladies that had their Bibles open in front of them. And she said, I noticed just as soon as that man said, can we talk to you just for a second? She said, those two little ladies bowed their head with their hands like this and started praying. And she said, while that man was talking to me, I kept watching them little ladies as they prayed. And said, that man said, are you 10% sure? Are you 50% sure? Are you 100% sure that you're going to go to heaven one day? And she said, I told that guy, I'm 110% sure that I'm going to heaven. And she said, when I said that, those little ladies that was praying, said they looked up, was like this, just so excited. She said, as soon as that man finished talking to me, I walked off and here comes somebody else by. And that man ran to them. Just like Philip ran to that chariot. Said that man ran to them and said, hey, can I talk to you for a few minutes? And she said, I looked over and as soon as that man asked them people, could he talk to them? She said, them little ladies started doing this again. And she said, you know what blessed me? It blessed me that those men was coming to people and asking them about the relationship with Christ. But she said, what blessed me even more than that, Dad, was to see them two little old ladies just praying and seeking God and saying, God, touch them. God, deal with them and God, save them. Wonder what would happen, Pleasant Hill. If not only we responded to the outward message, but I wonder what would happen if we responded to the inward message. When the Lord begins to deal with you, go to that person at work, go to that person at school, go to that neighbor, go to that one that's walking down the street. Stand there and let the Lord guide you and let the Lord lead you. If you're in Weaverville, if you're in Asheville, no matter where you're at, and when people come walking by and there's that pull on the inside, there's that breath from God that says, tell them. Tell them 
How many of us are thankful that someone told you, raise your hand? Amen. It's time for us to go tell them. So we see the outward message was given in verse number 26. But then we see the inward message was given in verse number 29. Notice verse number 31. It says, and he said, how can I? He said, do you understand what you're reading? And he said, how can I? Except some man should guide me. And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. Those words guide me. How can I understand what I'm reading unless someone can guide me? You know what that means? This is what it means. Listen, I need somebody to show me the way. Can someone show me the way to heaven? Can somebody tell me what I need to do to get to heaven? That's what the man is saying. You say, whoa, 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 I'm confused. He'd been in Jerusalem worshiping God. I'm so confused right here because not only was this man worshiping God in Jerusalem, but this man was also reading the scriptures. Can I say to you, there's a whole lot of people that believes in God. There's a whole lot of people that says there is a God. But hear me and hear me well. There's only one way to God. And that's through His Son, Jesus Christ. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father but by Him. This thing, hey look, do you believe in God? Yes. Do you believe in heaven? Yes. Have you ever prayed? Yes. Do you read your Bible? Yes. Is Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior? I don't know. What's that mean? We understand in this text, you can worship all day long. You can read your Bible all day long. But have you ever asked Christ to come into your heart and be your Savior and Lord? Because at the end of the day, that is all that matters. Are you with me? That is all that matters. Do you know Jesus? Verse number 32 through 35, he read the scriptures in the book of Isaiah. Notice it says that he read the scripture. That means the holy writings. It means the contents and the statements that is in the scripture. When is the last time that you realize that the Bible that you're holding in your lap is not just a book. It is holy writings from God. It means something. The words are eternal. And he preached... The Bible says that he preached to him. It says, and Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. That word preached means he gave the good news. He shared the gospel. Now don't miss this. This is very important. Philip heard an outward message. Go, go to the road between Jerusalem and Gaza. It was an outward message. Then he heard the inward message from the Spirit of God. When you get there, join yourself to this chariot. So he heard the outward message in his ears. He heard the inward message in his heart. And you know what he's now doing? Now he is sharing the same message that he heard. Why is it so quiet in here? It's making me nervous. Somebody go, whoop. Whoop. 
Thank you. Hey, listen, every now and then when I'm preaching, if you have to, just go, do something, do this. Paint your baby or something. (laughs) I don't know that I've ever preached at Pleasant Hill and it's been this quiet. I can hear the heater running in the baptistry. Y'all hear that? We shouldn't be able to hear that during church. He said, how can I accept some some man guides me? And he opened the scriptures and he preached unto him Jesus. Turn with me to Isaiah 53 and we're about to finish up. Over 700 years before Jesus Christ was ever born. Hear this and hear it well. Over 700 years before Jesus Christ was ever born. This prophecy was given by the prophet Isaiah. And this is what the Ethiopian man was reading. All right? Verse 1. Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, as a root out of a dry ground. And he hath no form nor comeliness. And when you shall see him, there is no beauty that you should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath bore our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. And he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted yet he opened not his mouth He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before his shears is dumb. So he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people was he stricken. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. Because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. He shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see of the travail of his soul. Shall be satisfied by his knowledge. Shall my righteous servant justify many. For he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore I divide him the portion with the great. He shall divide the spoil with the strong. Because he hath poured out his soul unto death. And he was numbered with the transgressors. And he bare the sins of many. And made intercession for the transgressors. That is the scripture that the man in the chariot was reading. That was the scripture. And it says that Philip began at those scriptures and he preached unto that man, Jesus. 
He took the prophecy of the Messiah out of the Old Testament and he preached to him this. Jesus is the one that died for the sins of the world. Jesus was sinless, but yet he paid our sin debt on a cross. Jesus paid your debt and Jesus paid my debt because all we like sheep have gone astray. Jesus didn't die on the cross because of his sins. Jesus died on the cross because of our sins. And Jesus rose again, victorious over death, hell, and the grave. He took those Old Testament prophecy scriptures and he preached to this man, Jesus. So we see there was an outward message. There was an inward message. And then he took that message And he preached it to that man that was riding in that chariot. But what was the response to that message? What was the response? Verse number 36. And as they went on their way, they came into a certain water. And the eunuch said, see, here is water. What hinders me to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Picture this now. This man has been in Jerusalem and he's been worshiping God. This man is reading in the Bible and he's trying to figure out who in the world is this scripture talking about? Is he talking about himself? Is he talking about some other man? And Philip took the prophecies of Jesus and he read them and he preached to that man Jesus. And this man of great authority believed. He believed. You know what God showed me, Roy? God showed me this while I was studying. Those people who want to argue over the truth of the scriptures... You can give them a thousand answers. And after the thousandth answer, you have not made one bit of progress with them because they are standing there still arguing. You ever notice that? (laughs) But those people who say, you know what? I need Jesus. I'm seeking him. I need him. And I need to understand what this thing is really all about. When they hear the truth of the message, they will accept the truth of the message. If you've been saved this morning, say amen. Amen. He believed. He believed that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Been in Jerusalem worshiping God trying to figure out what the Bible says about it. And on his way back to Gaza, (laughs) he heard the truth and it spoke to his heart. And the Lord saved him that day. Miss Janine, you still whistle? Can you do it pretty good still? Let it fly. Wow. I wish I could do that. That's so manly. I wish I could whistle like that. (laughs) Can you hear it? This man is saying, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe He's the Son of God. Let it fly one more time. Stop the chariots. 
Stop the chariots. This man's got to get baptized. They commanded the chariots to stand still. And Philip took him and they went down in the water and Philip baptized him. Isn't it amazing how many people's blind to the truth that Jesus Christ is the way? I never will forget when I went to the Holy Land. We got down to the Holy Land and they took us in this. The Holy Land was a great experience. But I was a little disappointed in some things in the Holy Land and I'm going to tell you why. Everywhere that something amazing happened, they built a building over it to preserve the site. And, and they was like, we're going to go to here. And I would go and it would be a building. And I'm like, this ain't the way I pictured it. And I'd go to here and it would be a building. And I'd be like, this ain't the way I pictured it. Well, our tour guide, he was originally from Jerusalem. And he was a Jew. And he said, I am the only man in all of Jerusalem who has the same first and last name. My name is Akuma Akuma. I will take you everywhere where your Bible teaches that Jesus walked. My name is Akuma Akuma. And I'm like, I got that for the rest of my life, Akuma Akuma. <laughs> he goes, we are fixing to enter into one of the shrines where so many people go in to worship God. He said, but these people are so blind to the truth. He took us in this building, Ross. And there was a dad that was in there that had his head shaved and had ringlets of hair from the sides of his ears that ringleted down. And he had a little boy with him that had his head shaved with little ringlets of hair that wringled down. And that dad had a book in his hand. And they was there in front of this wall with this huge curtain. This huge curtain. And that dad was on his knees. And he was, had the book and he was going, And I'm standing there and I'm watching this guy. And his little boy's looking up at him and he's, And the tour guide, Akuma Akuma says, he's singing the book of Psalms. And he said, what he's doing is, is he thinks God is behind that curtain. So he comes here every day and teaches his son to bow down behind this curtain and pray to God because God is behind this curtain. Well, Akuma Akuma done something that I had no idea he was fixing to do. While that dad and that son was singing him psalms, Akuma Akuma grabbed that curtain and pulled it back and said, there's nothing back here but a block wall. And he let the curtain go, and the dad never quit. And the son just looked up at Akuma Akuma. There's a lot of people worshiping, but they don't know what they're worshiping. There's a lot of people that believes in God, Jeff. But just believing in God is not going to get you to heaven. There's a lot of people who's reading their Bible, but reading your Bible is not going to get you to heaven. There's a lot of people who's doing a lot of good things. 
Can you imagine that man every single day is on his knees reading the book of Psalms, singing the book of Psalms with his son, thinking that that's what's going to get him and his son to heaven? But when he pulled the curtain back, it was nothing but a block wall behind it. Can I say to you this morning, this Ethiopian eunuch went to Jerusalem to worship God was going back home reading the scriptures, but on his way back home, he met Jesus Christ. Are you with me? He met the same Jesus, mama, you met right there. He met the same Jesus that Papa met when you went up there to see him in the hospital. And he met the same Jesus that I met that Sunday morning when I was 19 years old. This thing ain't about religion. This thing is about a relationship with a man, the very Son of God, the sinless man, Jesus Christ. Was born of a virgin, came and lived a sinless life and paid our sin debt on a cross at Calvary so that you and I can have access to God the Father. I'm not going to heaven because I'm a preacher and I'm not going to heaven because... I cut off my mullet. And I'm not going to heaven because I got on a tie. And I'm not going to heaven because I quit cussing. I'm going to heaven because of what Jesus did for me at Calvary. That's why I'm going. Because all we like sheep have gone astray. But don't he love us? Don't he care for us? Have you ever asked him to be your savior? 